Welcome back to the Such Things Podcast. Today, uh, we would like to share a little bit about what we've been doing here locally in Myrtle Beach um, as we learn to pray through the Lord's Prayer. This is going to be a little bit more conversational, just David and I sitting here, sipping our homemade lattes, <laughs> having a conversation with you. Yes. So um, I've been sharing with you some of the, the lessons um, from the Lord's Prayer that we've been going through as a church. And we, we've been calling this our season of prayer. Um, and every week at the end of my sermon, I give out what I've started to call, uh, I've started to call them prayer projects. And basically these are like spiritual disciplines, um, that, uh, that, so the church can put into practice very deliberately. And so, some of them are things that we've done, Lisa and I have practiced for a long time, but then some of them are new things. Some of them are a little uncomfortable to try in our prayer life, but we were inspired by something that Marty Solomon shared in his podcast. He says, if you make the space, God will fill it. And so we're learning to make space um, in our lives for prayer and different types of prayer as we learn about the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, so we just want to go ahead and share a little bit um, about some practices that have helped us personally so far in our walk with God. Um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about, sort of along the the theme of our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name, um, is taking an extended time alone with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is something that, that David and I have actually been practicing for years um, since really since before either of us were married to each other, um, both of us independently would go off and spend long times alone with God. I remember mm-hmm. as a single woman uh, living back in New York, uh, my early days of a, as a Christian, actually, going up to my rooftop in Manhattan. Yes, I, I had an apartment that <laughs> it wasn't actually in my apartment, but there was a rooftop to my building that everybody that lived there had access to. And I would go up there and I, I mean, I really had an amazing view of Manhattan from that, that place. And I would just spend time praying to God and Mm -hmm. rejoicing in God. And, um, those times alone with God for an extended period of time, uh, really shaped my, my walk with God and, um, who I was as a person, as, as a young single woman. Um, I remember, uh, my apartment in Nyack, New York, um, that was along the Hudson River. Um, I, I would go, um, well, I could pray looking out my window at this amazing view of the Hudson. I guess I've lived in some pretty cool spots. Um, <laughs> But we had, uh, close to my apartment, there was a boardwalk you could walk down to, and I would sit there. Sometimes I I would just rope off like a couple of hours of time and go and pray and sing and um, read my Bible and just sit there. And I I purposely didn't plan anything and made sure I had an extended period of time. I remember David and I doing that together as a married couple. One yeah. time we went to this this random place in Florida yeah. that we found and um with trails and um I had an amazing time praying by a hay bale. I was singing songs. It was a a beautiful day and we had like maybe 3 maybe 3 hours or so. We'll come to find out um, as it was time to go, David was trying to reach me and couldn't find me and spent 
a, a good part of his time <laughs> frantically searching for me, trying to find me. So maybe that wasn't such a good memory for you. <laughs> I do remember it. Yeah, taking that extended time alone with your father. Um, yeah, you're right. I, I, everything you said, and and it's kind of grown. Um, even in recent years, maybe I'll have an opportunity another time to share about the trips I take every fall now mm-hmm. to the Outer Banks in North Carolina. But that's become a practice for me, an annual personal spiritual surf retreat. <laughs> I camp, I pray, and uh, just for a couple of nights, and that's become like a lifesaver. So as, as our church here in Myrtle Beach started going through the Lord's Prayer, trying to learn how to pray this prayer, this was the first challenge the first prayer project that we gave our entire church. We called on everyone. We said, okay, sometime in the next two weeks, find an extended time alone with God. And we say, well, well, when? I'm so busy. It's like, well, just schedule it. Like you would mm-hmm. schedule anything. You know, hopefully at least say three hours, you know, Gethsemane, three hours. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But if you can do a whole morning, a whole afternoon, a whole night, even better, but at least a few hours. I think we put it out for everybody to spend in maybe just one hour in solid prayer. I think that's what we. I think we urge people to take a couple hours, and we said Same. like, possibly you know consider getting away from your home, um, you know take a Bible, go walk, yeah. take a kayak, take a songbook. For those that have never done it before, the idea of a few hours can be overwhelming. And sometimes it's helpful to start with a smaller amount, like an hour, um, set a timer and see how far you can get. But I really do think if you, if you practice it, you'll find that you can spend so much more time in prayer and you had so much more to say to God than you ever realized you did. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, a lot more to say about that, but let's, we'll move on. The next, uh, you know, more practical prayer projects that we gave out, we gave three sort of like options for the church to try. And this was more along the lines of, uh, the, you know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So the idea of worship and praise, um, as God is in heaven and he's holy and hallowed. So we gave three options. I told the church, I said, I'm going to lay out a buffet and you choose what you want to do in your prayer life, you know, this week. Um, one was, uh, try to write your own psalm of praise. Um, and we had a number of people try that. Um, in fact, Lisa's dad actually put it to music and mm-hmm. shared it with us. It was really cool with his guitar. Um, the second thing on, along these lines was try a new physical pose in worship or, or in prayer, on your knees, hands raised, lying face down, prostrate before the Lord, maybe walking, whatever. And then the third thing was try something called meditative prayer or reflective prayer. And that's where you take a line, maybe a passage from the Bible or something, and and you slowly you 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 say it out loud slowly to God, but you repeat it over and over for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and it feels a little weird. This was a new one for me. Um, but it it does something. It gets your brain and your heart lined up with truth. So uh, Lisa, did you want to share about, you know, your experience, your adventures in these? Sure. Yeah. I, well, so I haven't written my own Psalm of Praise yet. I have done that before. Yeah, I didn't do it this Years time. Ago. Yes. Um, and some of the reason is because I read the Psalms 
daily. Mm-hmm. And I I know that if I sat down to write a psalm, I would basically just be regurgitating phrases <laughs> of the psalms that I've committed to memory unconsciously. Um, so I really want to be in a place that inspires me to write something new that's not necessarily from the scriptures or taken verbatim word for word. So I'm trying to wait and go to a special place for that. But um, I actually tried um, one of the physical poses this morning. Um, and uh, I, so I grew up um, going to Catholic church and I haven't been in a Catholic church in, you know, 24 years. Um, it's been a long time that I've been away from that, that type of um, sort of composed prayer. Um, but any sort of like um, raising your hands, uh, that is always a little uncomfortable for me, mm-hmm. um, even in worship, even in singing, even as I lead worship. I'm a singer, and I, it, it's a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me because it's not natural. But um, I tried today praying with my my arms up, and um, it was really it was really neat. Actually, <laughs> um, what I what I found is that I I felt like almost this, um, it was a physical connection, even to the things that I was praying, the things that were on my heart. It was like this physical connection. I'm a dancer. So that does translate to me. Like there's a, there, when you use your body, um, there, there, there are emotions that can be, um, brought out. And I literally felt as I raised my hands, like a, a dependence on God, like I'm raising my (laughs) hands to you. I need you. I'm, I'm reaching for you. Like I'm reaching up, reaching for you, God. And then it's, this might sound a little mystical. Um, don't think I'm strange, but I, I'm just telling you my experience. <laughs> I actually, I, it almost felt like there was an energy um, coming out from my hands, but then also going into my hands. And I mean, I believe that there is energy in the world <laughs> um, that flows through our bodies. And it almost felt like there was, like I was being refreshed being renewed with energy as I prayed and as I praised God. Um, I thought about the trees outside and how they lift up their branches to the sky. She has her hands up right now, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I I guess I do use my hands when I talk. Um, But anyway, uh, it was really really cool. And I think I will probably try it again. Um, So anyway, I could say more on that. But... um, Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to talk about meditative prayer as well. Um, I, I've, that is something that I've prayed. Well, we're going to talk about praying through the text. I've done praying through the text before, but actually repeating a line, the same phrase over and over again for mm-hmm. about five minutes, like that, that was new for me. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And I actually have done it a couple of times. Um, I'll share with you a couple of the scriptures that I used. Yeah. Um, Psalm 130, verse 7. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. Of course, I said, Lisa, put your hope in the Lord. (laughs) For the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love and with him is full redemption. Um, Those were really encouraging phrases for me to read over and over and say over and over. Hope, Mm. unfailing love, full Mm. redemption. Um, Wow. I I repeated that specifically on a day that I felt very emotional and my mind was very busy with a lot of thoughts. And I actually think this kind of prayer is helpful on days when your mind is mm. very busy and crowded yeah. because it gives you a simple thought to focus your 
your thoughts on rather than just praying a scattered prayer of all your emotions and then you don't actually change or feel any different. Um, it like fixes your mind in a certain place yeah. and on God's word. Um, so that was, I thought that was really helpful. I also yes. prayed through Psalm 145, um, 13 and 14. This one was a little kind of long. Um, at times I just prayed through one po- part, but the Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. Psalm 145, 13 and 14. And that was also just really, really mm. cool to repeat that over and over, especially thinking about God upholding those who fall, lifting up all who are bowed down. Mm. Um so if you've never tried that before, try that, especially on a day when you feel scattered, like a scatterbrain. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I have in my notes here, I had done this weeks ago. I believe what I did was here, Job 33, verse four, the spirit of God has made me and the breath of the almighty gives me life. Um, I just sat in the chair in the family room. I think the house was empty, just me and God. And I sat in my recliner and I just said that aloud for like 10 minutes. And that, that was definitely, yeah, that was weird for me. That was uncomfortable for me, but it was, it did. It, the, the, the verse kind of started talking back to me. You begin to think about each mm-hmm. word yeah. and what it means that God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. Uh, yeah. And then I, when I started trying physical poses in prayer, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had originally been very uncomfortable raising my hands coming from a church of Christ background. We were not very emotive mm-hmm. either. Um, but, um, changing that. And yes, everything you just described that that's how I felt too. It's very powerful. It's amazing when you get your body involved. Well, let, let's move on here. Um, the next line of the Lord's Prayer, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done. Um, we were going over that as a church just over the past couple of weeks. And we did a few things. And these prayer projects, if you will, that I'm giving out, they're not directly tied to that part of the Lord's Prayer, but we tried to roughly categorize. But um, you want to share about just the fast that we did and just the fasting we've done as a church? Maybe? Sure. Um, well, maybe you could share more of the specifics of the fast we did because I don't remember all the details. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this particular time, it was right before Easter, and we did, uh, what did we do? Um, how many days did we fast? That's what I don't remember. I think it was three. I it, think was, it was just three it days. It was good yes. Thursday, or Holy Thursday through Easter mm-hmm. morning. So we wanted to fast from the time of kind of like Gethsemane. Yeah through Jesus suffering his passion his mm-hmm. burial yeah. and then we broke the fast on on res, you know Easter Sunday resurrection yeah. Sunday uh as a celebration but we fasted as a church and i urged the church to not just do like a week sauce fast like uh no cotton candy for 3 days <laughs> <laughs> um and i we've all done those kind of fasts and let's face it like as lisa knows i'm not naturally like a good faster <laughs> Um, I get grumpy. I get hangry. Angry. Um, yes. But I think what it is, is it's exposing my, it's bringing things <laughs> out of my heart, my anger, mm. my self-reliance. So anyway, um, I did personally uh, a Daniel fast for the first two days. And I shared that with, you know, I, I don't know if anyone else in the church, we've done a lot of Daniel fasting over the years 
where Daniel only ate, basically you only eat things that come naturally from the earth. No meat, uh, no dairy, but fruits and vegetables, uh, you know, no, no desserts. Grains. No grain. Oh no, yeah, you, you can, can eat grains, grains, but no, no processed foods. Yeah. So I did that for the first two days. And then the final day I did a full fast, um, for, for, you know, all of Saturday. Um, and then incidentally, we were doing a 30 hour prayer chain, which I forgot to put that in the notes. So I'm glad I remember that. Mm, so from, right. we did a prayer devotional on Zoom on Friday night. We all prayed together. Um, and then all through the time of Jesus, you know, suffering and passion and burial, we did, we had someone was praying every hour for 30 hours up till sunrise. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was scheduled to pray at 2 a.m. Sunday morning or 3 a.m., which was interesting. Mm. Um, cause I had to get up and preach. We had a sunrise service that morning right. too. Um, yep. So I broke my fast at two in the morning when I got up to pray. I had a little coffee and a little snack to help get me through my my hour of prayer. Um, and then I called I called Ricardo um, to to pass off the baton of prayer to him. And he was like, "Bro, you were so tired. I think you were falling asleep." <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we've done a lot of fasting over the years. Um, but then we did some other things. We did um, um, prayer journey. I, I gave some prayer projects. I gave three options, prayer journaling, where I challenged the church to write out your prayers and write out prayer requests, you know, over the course of a week, which that's what I did. And that was good. And then something called fixed hour of prayer, where you set your alarm, where it's, you know, whatever time, certain times of the day where you will stop whatever you do, you're doing and pray for maybe just a few minutes, maybe it's 10 minutes, but say 8 a.m., noon, and 6 p.m., or whatever you choose. Yeah, fixed I haven't tried hour of that prayer. One. I haven't yeah. done that yet. Um, yeah. And then there's, I also, there's the one minute pause app uh, from John Eldridge and the Wild at Heart team, uh, where they're, they're, they're these pre written prayers and you kind of listen to someone else reading scripture and praying and guiding you through sort of a meditative prayer. Uh, the one minute pause app. So some folks in the church, I've done that quite a few times. It's a little different if you're not used to it. But um, yeah, did you yeah, want to? Yeah, I'll just make a couple comments about fasting, actually, because I haven't done. Sure. I mean, prayer journaling is something I've done done for years, um, but I haven't tried the fixed hour of, of prayer, one minute pause app. I, I'd like to try those, but um, fasting, I won't say a whole lot. I mean, entire lessons can be done on fasting, Absolutely. so we really can't cover all that here. But just some quick things that I've learned. Fasting is something you have to practice at. It's mm -hmm. not something you're just going to be good at. And it's something that um, you should try repeatedly in your walk with God um, and try to grow in the discipline of fasting. Um, we have been been working at this for years, and it's still hard every time we do it. But I do say, I do think that we've gotten better at it. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is... Um, you know, dealing with the emotions that come along with <laughs> depriving yourself and having that kind of um, self control. Um, but I, the other thing that I've that I've learned with fasting is, it's not meant to be a way to manipulate God or a mm. way to um, force God to give you an answer. And I know that that's 
Um, we wouldn't necessarily say that's what we're, <laughs> what we want, but a lot of time we say, well, I'm fasting for this to happen. Mm. And in the scriptures, that's not really why people fasted. It was a time to, um, humble yourself before God. Yeah. And it was a time to, um, that really kind of revealed your weakness before God and helped mm. you to see how much you needed him in a time that would teach you to rely on God more. Um, so when I fast, it's usually not, hey, God, make this happen. Mm. See how I'm fasting today. Make so yeah. you can do this for me or you can answer this prayer. It's like I usually now, and that, that used to be how I fasted, but now when I fast, it's more about, God, what do you want to teach me today? Mm. I'm going to fast before you and humble yeah. myself before you so that I can hear your voice and I can see what it is that you want me to learn from you today. And that's kind of my attitude um, when I fast now. Yes. Well, speaking of fasting, the next part of the Lord's Prayer is give us today our daily bread. And that's actually what we're we're currently in that phase right now as a church in our prayer projects or our season of prayer. Uh, the first thing we did, um, did that make you thirsty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the first thing we did is we uh, were doing, we made a church-wide prayer list. So we've had everyone emailing in their personal prayer needs right now. And every day, one of the, one of the sisters in the church here is emailing out like late at night, a, a few prayers for a person or a household or a family that we can all be praying for the next day. So like, I think today we're praying for Stephen and Desiree mm -hmm. Howell yeah. and they, and their prayer requests and just bringing each person's or each family's daily bread needs, practical needs to God in prayer for each other and bringing God into that. And that's really been cool. And then, um, what I'm going to give out to the church this Sunday, so now we're catching up, is three uh, prayer projects, uh, three options in the buffet. One is praying the text, where you take a text, often a psalm, but there's plenty of other texts, where you go through a, a, a lengthier, you know, maybe it's only five verses, but a uh, you go through a, a passage and you read it. It's different than, than meditative prayer where you recite a line, or maybe even, you know, you could recite the Lord's Prayer. But praying the text, you you read through multiple times, but then you go through phrase by phrase or verse by verse, and you reflect on that phrase and you turn it back into your own prayer. Mm -hmm. This is something I've done a lot with the Psalms, mm -hmm. praying through a Psalm, putting it into my own words. Um, and it help, boy, it helps you end up, you end up praying about things that you wouldn't have otherwise prayed about mm -hmm. because the, the text brought it out of your heart. All right, the next prayer project that I'm going to give out this Sunday is thankful prayer, where you go out and, and you, you take your prayer walk or you get on your knees, whatever you do, go in your closet and you pray for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. And you, you, you set your mind that you will only give thanks. An entire mm. prayer of gratitude, nothing but going through, making a list, 50 things, 100 things, and just thanking God. And it's amazing how many things you can come up with. Mm. And it's amazing if what that will do to your heart and your mood. Yeah. Um, at the end of that prayer, you will be in a better mood. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last prayer project I'm going to give out this Sunday, and, we, and we're not done yet, is memorization. And that's not actually a prayer project, but uh, but it's something about, you know, the Bible says that man doesn't live on bread alone. 
And, and so this is part of the daily bread part of the prayer. But on every word that comes from right. the mouth of God, I'm going to mm-hmm. share about that in my sermon this Sunday. And so just getting a passage, writing it on a note card or a piece of paper, keep it in your pocket all week, reading it over and over until you've committed it to memory and stored it away in your heart. Um, and that helps so much in the moment when you need to pray to have a passage that you can just quote um, just in your heart. So we're kind of just getting to these. Did you want to share anything about those? Um, just real quick. The churchwide prayer list has actually been very encouraging. Yes. Um, I think one thing it's it is actually very humbling to ask people to pray for you mm-hmm. and um it's it 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 can be very vulnerable even to put some of your weaknesses out there and ask people to pray for you to yeah. to grow in those areas um but i think that that's been very refreshing and it's been a way that we've all gotten to know each other more deeply to know what's near and dear on each person's heart um, but the other thing about it is that on the day that everyone prayed for us, it was almost like I could feel that people were praying for me. I mean, the day before, actually, I had been sick and I was very discouraged that I wasn't feeling well. Um, but the day that everyone was praying for me, I woke up and I felt totally better. Yeah, was that two days ago? Yeah. And I didn't even ask for people to pray for me to feel better, but I just did. Um, so anyway, uh, that's been very encouraging. The other thing is, um, praying, praying through the text. Um, that's something that I've also done since I was a young Christian. And I will say that if you're a younger Christian and you still feel like you're learning how to pray, mm-hmm. praying through the text can be very, very helpful. Um, cause sometimes you just don't know what to say. By and- the way, we don't mean praying through text messaging. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. The text no. of the Bible. Not texting your prayers. Passages. No, the text. You know, things that are written in books on paper. Oh, yeah. Bible. Bible. Yes. <laughs> Specifically the Bible. Oh, good. Not other kinds of texts, just the Bible. Um, <laughs> in case you needed clarification. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that I've done that since I was a young Christian, and it really helped me even to learn how to pray and what to say. Sometimes you don't know what to say. Um, but having, you know, a psalm there that you can read through and that could spur um, thoughts and ideas of what to pray for, um, mm. it's very helpful. Yeah. And again, not so prayer related, but scripture memorization is kind of a lost art. Mm. Like, like memorize setting out to memorize a passage yeah. or I remember I memorized the whole book of Philippians, the whole book of second Timothy or mm. memorizing an entire Psalm. It yeah. does help your prayer life yeah. because when you're praying, God begins to speak back through scriptures that come into your mind that you've committed to memory mm-hmm. that you've stored away in your heart. All right. Going a little kind of, we'll try to wrap up quickly here because we've officially now reached where we're at in this journey. Yes. So we may need to come back with another podcast. I don't know. Maybe we will when we're done with this series and share more what we've learned. But the next part of the Lord's Prayer is forgive us as we forgive others. And we're going to take some time in our prayers and in our discipling groups, our small groups, to confess, Mm. to have prayers of confession, time of confession. And that's always a little unnerving to do that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but it's important. So that's coming up um, is confession. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and it's it's unfortunate that we feel that way, dun, 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 (laughs) because I think it's actually very freeing. Yes. um, You know, to bring other people in, of course, bring God in to our our struggles and to be open and humble. Mm. And vulnerable. Then it's uh, deliver us from from temptation. Lead us on to temptation. Deliver us. Oh, 
well, for, as we forgive others. So yeah. Taking time in prayer to forgive other people. But uh, deliver us from evil, from the evil one. We're planning to do something uh, in a few weeks down the road, something really cool, where we ask God for deliverance, uh, recognizing the spiritual warfare that's going on in our neighborhoods and in our city and in mm. our world that we are opposed. And so we're going to do something that we haven't done in years, but we call them Jericho Walks. Mm. And we're gonna, we've done it with other ministries we've led and worked with, but we're going to do it here. Um, in Myrtle Beach, Grand Strand Church, where you walk, you walk in prayer with other believers mm. around your neighborhood as they walked around Jericho, and you pray for the walls to fall, mm. the spiritual walls that are blocking God's word from getting through, and, we, and you pray against the devil. You pray that yeah. the walls will fall, and you walk as they walked around Jericho in the Old Testament. And so that's, I'm excited. We're going to do that in a few weeks. Yeah. The church doesn't even know that yet. Things we're planning to try that we've been wanting to do for a while. And we, we plan to wrap up this prayer, this season of prayer, these prayer projects, is we're going to take a church-wide day of Sabbath. Um, and so we don't yet know how that's going to go. But, I mean, what are we planning to tell the church to well, I think we we probably need to do a little learning and teaching about yes. this. Um, I mean, I, we've I've learned from Marty Solomon from his podcast about Sabbath. He talks a lot about that. He says, um, "No work, we play. No, it's like we rest, we, we play, play. No work, God, God loves, loves us." us. Um, and he gives some specifics, but um, it's not quite as rigid as maybe they would have done sure. in the past. Um, but I think this idea of taking time to clear out the noise, time time to really pray and focus on God, but then to just be together as a family and enjoy each other's company and to not feel the pressure to go, go, go and do, 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 and um, to actually stop and rest. Um and uh, I definitely feel like in the last year, the whole world has had to, <laughs> has mm. kind of been forced to do that in our homes. Um, so in some ways, this might be a, um, it may not be as hard as we think it might be. But at the same time, I do think that it, that it will be hard in a lot of ways that yeah. we don't realize. I'm looking forward to it. We have done, tried that a few times, but I think now we've learned a lot more about Sabbath We've rest. never done one where mommy doesn't cook meals. Yeah, I'm where actually I, where I wasn't really looking. A sermon. Right. I'm actually really looking forward to mommy doesn't have to <laughs> oh, cook boy. any meals. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll let you know maybe in the future how that goes, but we're going to do it as a church. Yeah. To end out this season of prayer, a, a day of Sabbath rest, resting in God's presence with our families and our loved ones and our homes. Um, so, hey, that's kind of where we're at. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. This is a new journey, adventure for us. Um, let us know on our, we, you know, we've got our Facebook page, our Such Things Facebook page that we're just starting. So let us know what you're trying. Try some of these things. Tell us how it's going. We'd love to hear, interact with us. Please tell other people about the podcast. We want to share this. And then um, maybe some people are wondering, um, hey, could we support your ministry? Maybe you're not wondering that. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you are. You know what you could do? D 
make we're in a very small church here and they take care of us. We love them. We're grateful. Go to go to donate to our, our little church. Go to uh, grandstrandchurch.org. Um, click on donate or grandstrandchurch.org slash donate. So support the church that supports us in our ministry. Um, it'll just be back to me next episode as we continue going through the Lord's Prayer piece by piece. Uh, but don't worry. We have some ideas for a whole, uh, actually a whole series, um, in the works coming from Lisa, uh, for the ladies. So we're. For the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we went there. Little Hamilton efforts. Okay, uh, we're done. We love, we love you. We'll see you next time. Such things podcast. Thanks for being bye with bye. us. Bye. the Lord today, for He is all my hope and stay. Our God is good, His name is great, hallelujah.